Hey everyone, this is a special episode of the podcast sponsored by the Master of Arts in Social Innovation Program at the Joan B. Kroc School of Peace Studies at the University of San Diego. This is a brand new program that seeks original thinkers who are looking to make a lasting impact in the world to join the inaugural class. On the line with me to discuss the program, including the curriculum, the faculty, and the kind of experience and education students can expect is the Dean of the Croc School, Patricia Marquez. Applications are due March 15th. You can go to sandiego.edu slash social innovation to learn more. And now here is Dean Marquez. So to kick off, I... I'm interested to learn uh, how you decided to start the program. Like, what's its origin story? Well, its origin story is what's happening around us. It's, you know, the story of where we're at in this moment in in history of humankind, where we have 7 billion people in the world, and you have almost half of that living on less than $1 or $2 a day. So, yes, we have made great improvements in many aspects, you know, health, access to basic resources. But there's still a lot of inequity. There is poverty. There is conflict. So that's the inspiration um, behind this program, which is education can really uh, be a force for creating that change. You know, the how we prepare the next generation of leaders and the next generation of managers or, you know, program officers. So how do, how does higher ed um, redefine education to try to address humanity's challenges? So that's the inspiration behind this program. I guess what's interesting to me is that there, you know, this, this as a field of, of academic study didn't really exist that long ago. And there still today, not very many programs uh, like it. Um, what Are there sort of specific gaps that you're hoping to fill with um, this kind of curriculum that you're presenting? Yes. So I, I think that's a, a really important point that you're bringing up. I mean, this whole idea of how and when social innovation and social entrepreneurship became you know, academic fields or they begin to begin to gain a space within academia, uh, both from a research point of view, as well as in terms of uh, program design. Um, and, and I think in part is because we have had social innovators and social entrepreneurs before. We just didn't call them that. And I think, again, going back to my origin story is the world is demanding uh, new ways of looking at all problems. Uh, the world is demanding new solutions to all problems, too. Um, and I think one of the things that you see at universities, we've always been very good about um, teaching students how to acquire more knowledge, how to develop skills. But I think part of what social innovation and social entrepreneurship um, it's, it's pushing us to do as, as an emerging field is this idea that is not enough just to acquire more knowledge. It's also about working with students, first to realize their potential and what they bring to the game. Um, it's not, again, it's not just about giving them more skills. It's also who are you and what is it that you want to do. But at the same time, the same time, it's not about just giving them more knowledge, but also working with them to understand how that knowledge can be applied and can be applied to create value for communities and for society. 
So I, I think that's sort of part of where we're at at this moment. Yeah. So you mentioned that you know social entrepreneurship, social innovation has been around for for a while. Although in recent years there seems to be a tremendous uptick in, in interest around starting NGOs or creating sort of new innovations that can be applied to tackle global problems, global poverty, as you mentioned earlier. I'm wondering if creating a, a master's program around social innovation almost like legitimizes it as a career or as a uh, a field that has been around for a while but has existed i think on the margins of of academia well um let me just go back to something you just mentioned too which is this idea social social entrepreneurship and social innovation is not about nonprofit leaders I mean, nonprofit leaders could be social innovators and entrepreneurs. I think it's a lot wider than that. You find innovators for social change in government. You find them in communities as activists. You find them uh, within businesses. It's people who see a situation of injustice or a, an equilibrium that is not acceptable because of the level of poverty or because the lack of access to education or whatever uh, appeals to an individual. And they might play within a system or they might uh, work within an organizational or institutional setting to create more transformative change. Or some could legitimately decide that they want to create their own uh, initiative. They, as a an, uh, an, uh, nonprofit organization or as a hybrid model or as a social business. So when we're talking about social innovation, that's what's really appealing about these new masters, um, masters of arts in social innovation is that it's not designed just for people in the nonprofit world. These are for people, whomever, whatever they are, whether it's nonprofit, government, businesses, that they believe that within those organizations, they can contribute they can, uh, you know, sort of empower others, work with others to create transformative change. So to that end, it sounds like it has fairly broad uh, appeal or should have fairly broad appeal among prospective students. Can you talk a little bit more about what kind of students you're hoping to attract to this program? Because it is new. It's brand new. It hasn't been launched yet. I can, but can I just want to go back to sure. something because I, I don't want people to think that you know, again, it's so broad that it might not relate to you. But okay. what I'm trying to convey is, I mean, to address these problems, for example, one essential thing I think it needs to happen because of the scale of some of these situations that we face um, is collaborations. Collaborations, for example, government agencies have to collaborate with the private sector or also with the civil society. So... But we are not necessarily training somebody who has done a program in public administration or an MBA program to really think about what collaboration means and what are the skills that you need to collaborate with people who have different training from yours or who inhabit a different uh, organizational landscape than yours. So what we're trying to do with uh, social innovation, it's, it's also teach new things. Like how, how do you learn as an innovator? You don't have all the resources. You don't have all the tools to address, let's say, a humanitarian crisis, but you have learned how to bring those resources into um, an initiative that you think is going to be transformative by having learned to work with others, to collaborate with others. And I don't mean just individuals. I mean with other organizations that are very different from your organization. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. think that's really important. No, no, I, I agree too. And, and like the future of social innovation from where I sit are these public-private partnerships that 
uh, seem to uh, be sprouting, you know, a new one every single day around some big global important issue as well. So that, that, that seems to be sort of right in line with the, the current trend in social innovation and, and social entrepreneurship. Correct. And, and, and again, and that's part of what we're bringing into this program. So if you're interested in working from a business perspective that you can understand, uh, how nonprofit organizations or government agencies who are interested in the same issue that you are, are where are they coming from and how do you find those points of intersection to focus on what is it that you want to achieve as opposed to, oh, well, you know, they just don't get it. They don't care about, uh, you know, bottom line. They just care about something else. So let's, let's sort of figure out where are the points of intersection and what can we bring that enhances um, our collective impact. So what kind of students are you trying to attract? In general, I'm trying to attract, we're trying to attract a student who's just not happy with the order of things, who's not satisfied with the order of things, uh, going beyond himself or herself. I mean, these are people who are saying, maybe I'm doing well, maybe I have a good job, but I am not satisfied with the fact that I live in a city where the homeless population seems to be growing. I am not satisfied with the fact that just, you know, I live in San Diego, that across the border, uh, there is a huge difference. It, just because of an artificial line. Uh, these are people who are not satisfied with people dying of diseases that should have disappeared long ago. These are people who are not satisfied with uh, even their own countries that have a lot of resources, like my country of origin, Venezuela. And it's a total disaster. People are going hungry. People are dying of hunger in an oil exporting country. So these are people who are not satisfied with the status quo. And they believe that they can contribute to shape a different world. And that's the kind of student, and that means that these students come from different spheres, as uh, as I've been telling you, that they come, uh, we have, you know, I can tell you about, for example, the famous millennials. Many of the millennials really want to create a, a world that is more sustainable, that is more just, and, and they want to find career paths. And what we're saying is, you might have had an undergraduate degree or a previous master's degree, let's say in business, um, but you don't want to just do business. You want to do a business for the what they call the triple bottom line, that it takes creates value, social value, economic value, takes care of the environment. And we are through this program, and I get to that in a second, um, it, it will help you sort of figure out how to do that. In, my, in, 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 my, in more powerful ways. So you can come, you can be a millennial. We're seeking people from both the private and public uh, as well as government sector. Um, we're thinking about people who are mid-careers. They have an organizational path, and, and, but they, they might be frustrated with the fact that they feel like we're doing more of the same. It's a bureaucracy that is not really addressing the problem. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just putting a band-aid. But what can I do? Um, to so really mm -hmm. transform this. So, mm -hmm. so it's, it's, it's more of like a, a disposition or an outlook on life is, is how you, or an outlook on how the world could be, uh, is what you're looking for in, in terms of your, your prospective applicants. Yes. Because I mean, think about it. If, if you don't do it, who's going to do it? So we always sort of say, oh, the government or this or businesses or nonprofits, but who are they? That's you. So the view of this program is, you, like Andy said, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. Uh, and so talk me through the curriculum then. What, okay. what can students expect to study? 
Um, is it a, a sort of a combination of, of hands-on practical experience and, and academic study? What what does the curriculum look like? Yes. So to begin with, I mean, there are three basic things that somebody who emerges out of this program uh, is going to have. So uh, the first one is sort of obvious for an academic institution is the critical thinking and analytical cap capabilities to understand social issues that they're interested in in, in greater depth. Okay, so the sense of what is this problem? If I'm interested in education, that's too broad. How do I peel the onion of what I'm interested in education? How do I understand that problem and the approaches that that have been uh, developed to address that problem? And then you'll understand where the gap is between the problem that you're interested in and the approaches. So, but that's 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 what we tend to do in academic institutions. So is the analytical capabilities. Number two is this idea of a program that helps you develop your skills and gives you knowledge for innovation design. So how do you think, once you understand your problem or the, the, the issue that you're passionate about and what has been done and what still remains unresolved, what can you do? How do you think about that gap in ways that are fresh, different, that might lead you to come up with different uh, ways of addressing it, working with communities in a different way to address these problems. So that's number two, um, innovation design. And number three, the program gives you a sense of what are some of the challenges in innovation implementation? Um, how do you find funding? How do you assess whether what you're doing to address that issue is better than what existed before? So it gives you those three components, the analytical capabilities to understand the issue in greater uh, depth and sort of see things from a fresh perspective. Number two, how do you then learn um, and figure it out? What can you do? How do you design new ideas, new solutions, new approaches? And number three, how do you get a sense um, of what does it entail to try to implement an innovation, um, a, next, a new approach, um, again, whether it's a, through collaborations or through different models. So that's what the program does. And we do this through a combination of in-class discussions, the typical things. But for example, let me just talk about the introduction to social innovation. That introductory course does not happen in the classroom. It happens in San Diego. So what students will be doing is going to different innovations that are happening here in, to address very different issues. Uh, for example, I, I'll give you one, um, is we're going to be working with the airport of San Diego, where and the students will get to see that the airport is investing in innovations to address some of the big issues for, um, you know, airports, like, you know, impacting the city as well as environmental issues. And they will be given challenges. So they begin to see, you know, how the airport itself, you know, the team there is, is grappling with these issues and also having an engagement with the students. So what would the students come up with and sort of mm -hmm. learn about what social innovation means? So that's one area. So, and this is all in a nine-month program, is that right? Yes. That's it refreshing. I, I must say, I, I do like, as, as someone who spent three years doing a master's program, I find the nine-month option very refreshing. It's, and, and like I said, I mean, we have been, we've spent a lot of time in making sure that 
all the things that we're telling students that are best practices for social innovation, for example, like design thinking, you know, you can design something for a community if you don't even visit the community, if you don't engage with the community. And, and there are tools for learning how to do this better. Um, we have designed a program to reflect that. You know, we have work with students, we have worked with innovators to really come up with a design that sort of does the walks the talk, mm-hmm. as they say. And, 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 you know, as you said earlier, this is a really new field. So you're kind of charting uncharted territory, I have to imagine. Yes. And I think we at the Clark School, we're very comfortable with that. I mean, what I tell the university uh, administrators is here we are talking about lean startup for business and now for other types of organization. That's how we design programs, too. So we have a good product, uh, which is the design of the masters. But it's also about learning. I mean, we it will grow. It will develop. It will get better by, you know, each minute as as it, it you know, we we figured out what works and what doesn't work. And I have to imagine that the faculty are probably a combination of, of practitioners and also academics. That's correct. So again, it's one of the things that we see in this master's program is that we're challenging the notions of who's in the classroom. Um, this, it's, I, I, I think part of my point, Mark, is we can continue to do more of the same, as good as it is in academia, to try to really tackle the problems of today. It's just not possible. It's not realistic because what we're doing is so incremental that we we need to do drastic changes. So as an educator or you know as an institution that is trying to prepare people, we really want to disrupt that, and not for the sake of just disrupting, because we really believe that we can prepare people in in better ways to to really feel comfortable, to feel that there is a career path with purpose that also addresses the issues that they're passionate about. And in, 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 in the design of each course, um, we are contesting, or we're well, not contesting, we're challenging you know, who's in the classroom. So teachers are not just you know, the PhDs with a lot of theory. Yes, we have some of that, and that's very important. But we also have scholar practitioners, people who combine scholarship with practice. We also are bringing um, social innovators, not just here, but from around the world. We have a lot of innovators, for example, in peace building in countries that are, are face really difficult circumstances. And in such circumstance, circumstances, these people have done transformative things. So that from the perspective of who are the teachers. But we also hope that as students, we'll bring some participants on um, unique models, might not be uh, on an ongoing basis, people from community who can engage a student and have conversations, not as a guest speaker, but more as a participant to really figure it out again, this idea of how do we co-design, how do we understand what these problems are about in greater depth. It's not about reading more papers. It's reading more papers and doing much more. It's not about reading papers and just doing a one one visit. It's many of these things, all these all these components add up for a student who really understands the problem that he or she's interested in. Somebody who's apprenticing apprenticing with the problem before jumping in and saying, this is what needs to be done. Are there any other out-of-the-ordinary research projects or other interesting 
projects that students might find themselves involved in if they matriculate with this program? Well, let me give you an example of what one professor is proposing. He does, his interest is on the link between technology and social change. And specifically, he's interested in the use of drones for humanitarian relief and other um, movements of social change. So one course he's proposing is going to Rwanda to look at how drones drones are being used or can be used for enhancing um, you know, yields in, in agriculture. So again, I mean, this is something that you could read a paper and you learn a lot of things, but this is something where the students will be going with the faculty, those who sign up for it, uh, and they will be um, understanding these issues of technology and social change in the field with the faculty, with the actors, seeing again, I mean, this is an innovation. What are the constraints of this innovation? Uh, what are the opportunities? I mean, how much can be done? Can we really improve uh, food production this way? Or are there, what are the ethical implications? So this is one example of one course that happens in the field. And students are not just learning, absorbing knowledge, but this is a practicum where students will be, you know, given again. This is one of the challenges faced by this group implementing, you know, the, the drones for agriculture. What are some of the things that you would do? Um, so that's one of the examples of a whole course that happens in in the month of January, what we call here intercession, which is very exciting and. Again, we offer financial aid. We know going to Rwanda, it's not around the corner. But we also have, like I said, with the airport, uh, we're also looking at other innovations here in San Diego that are fascinating. Let me give you another example, which is um, restorative justice. Um, in the San Diego Unified District, many, many schools have been developing initiatives to address issues of bullying in schools through restorative justice. What has been achieved? You know, what are the limitations? What else can be done? Because this is a real problem and still exists. Mm -hmm. So can restorative justice as an, an, a way of understanding victims and victimizers in, under a completely different way? How can he transform this, these relationships? How can he create a better environment for all students to feel safe, for students to feel that, you know, conflict can be resolved in a different way? So well, fascinating. I think it's fascinating, yeah. and this is around the corner, and this is being done, and students that way will go back to what I told you, this idea of enhancing their analytical capabilities, understanding innovation design, because here's a big idea, restorative justice. Okay, that's that's the start, but how is it implemented in a specific context of schools in San Diego? And what are the resources? How does it work out? You know, what are some of the limitations? This is something that students need to understand. And they will also have the opportunity to come up with their own ideas. Uh, well, thank you so much for the time. This is exciting. I'm glad that a new program like this is, is coming to the world. Yeah, we need to be daring. I'm sorry, but the world can't wait for us to continue to do more of the same. All right. Thank you all for listening. Big thank you to the Master of Arts and in Social Innovation Program for sponsoring the podcast. And do check out their website to learn more. We'll see you later. Bye.